Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Okay, I just want to begin today's episode with um, the fact that Elisa's had the flu. Okay, this will air in a, it's so a few weeks ago. Right. <laughs> so Elisa's had the flu, right? And part of me was like, you know, because I'm a Jewish mother, so I enjoy taking care of her. And I was like, oh, she really likes me. You know, when I was leaving to go to work, she's like, oh, when are you going to be back? Now I just want to fucking strangle her. Okay. Mm, it's mm. so, anno- she's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Too much need. It's no, it's just that, you know, we have like, we're closing on the house. We're doing all this stuff. Do you understand? This is what she says to me this morning. Do you understand this can all blow up in our face? I'm like, <laughs> I- I'm trying. I'm, tr- I'm like, I'm trying to get ready. I- I'm like reading about our guest. I'm doing my shit. Do you understand this? And it's like, I, everything is like a hundred. 50,000. Good thing you're buying a house together. 
whatever. It's my house that we're now. She's, you know. Okay. Um, also, I did mention that um, Hennessy got a new watch, and I thought it was like a, you know, what, am I, you know, what, what are they called? The iPhone watches. It's a smart watch, but it's not. Okay. Made by Apple. Here's what I have to say about that. I'm really annoyed at the commercials. Like, I was going to die, but I had my smartwatch. Okay? <laughs> I have not seen that. I just want to see a 12, a 3, a 6, and a 9, and two hands, <laughs> and maybe a second. Like, that's how I like, I like a clock. <laughs> you you know? like a clock on your wrist. Yeah, I like a clock. I usually wear a Today I'm going to the gym right after this, so I have my, you know, what's your heart rate situation. Mm -hmm. But I prefer... The face of a clock. I enjoy the clock face as well. I don't like... All right. Anyway, I'm very excited about today's guest. When we've been trying to get this guest for a while. Oh, my God. Like a long time. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, there's really no introduction uh, for this person. I mean... Yeah, not one that would probably... That would, that would do her any justice. For sure. Um, I think... Should we just end the show now? Bye now. Good night, everyone. Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> I think the word, the word brave, and that doesn't do it. Okay. Mm. The word, you know, true, true, uh, truth. I would say truth. Um, Kindness. Well, con yes. May Legendary. Yes. Beauty. So there's some suggestions Certainly, from yeah. the guest who we've not introduced yet. Go sure. ahead. Go ahead. Cute. Oh, super oh, cute. Oh, adorable. Right? Okay, okay that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what's important. Yeah, super cute. Um, and badass. But just an icon, but a leader. Uh, I don't know. Someone who really makes you think uh, and has broken down barriers and is fearless and, you know, thank God for her. That's all I have to say. Thank mm. God. We have your voice. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Kate Bornstein is here! <laughs> Woo! Um, Kate, thank you for being here. Uh, my great pleasure. I, I mean, Kate, I don't even know where the fuck to start. Um, <laughs> because there's so much to talk about. Um, I did call our mutual friend, Malaga, who's one of my best friends. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. We're like, you know, our kids, this is how, all right, I'll tell you the Malaga story. So when I uh, went to adopt my first son, Henry, because my ex had Henry, and then we had to do the second parent adoption thing. Oh, who's actually calling me right now? And I guarantee you it's for money. We have to, we always take calls from Henry. Hold on. Hi, what? I'm just saying what's up. Oh, all right. I'm doing my uh, podcast right now. Oh, all right. I can't sleep. I was up at 5 a.m. I drove these freshmen to the airport. Oh, are you at the airport? No, I drove them into the airport at 5 a.m. Oh, and then are you going to Florida? Yeah, on Saturday morning. Oh, all right. Do you still want money? Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, I'll call you after. Are you live on the podcast? Yeah, of course. So, Ben... That's Just not Ben, it's Henry. Oh, what's up, Hen? Hey, Henry. <laughs> that's what's Kate and, and and that's Hennessy, but not Kate, more Hi, Ryan. Henry. And that's Seth. All right. All right, I got it. All right, I right, love you. 
You too. All right, bye. You just got to one-up me on the deepness, huh, Seth? Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> so Malaga, let's go back to my Malaga story. So we both, our court dates for adoption were the same day. So we got to the um, courthouse and there was Malaga and Lucy and Orion, their daughter, and um, me and Sharon and Henry. And I remember Sharon saying, oh my God, those women, they didn't even put shoes on um, on their baby. Because, you know, Sharon was all about whatever the f- fucking baby was wearing, you know? Dirty hippies. Um, and not they can't walk. They were like right, eight months right, old, right. but they didn't have shoes on. That's ridiculous. So uh, I was like, oh my God, who cares? So then we enroll Henry in this daycare, you know, because we didn't want to parent him. So, uh, <laughs> and every, and I'm dropping him off. And every day I, I see this woman who was one of the moms of Orion that we had met, seen at the courthouse and the kid had no shoes. All right. And I see her on the corner, and eventually, a few months later, Orion is going to the same daycare with Henry. And we become really good friends, and uh, and, um, she reminds me, because I knew I knew her from somewhere, but I didn't remember it was from the uh, courthouse, right? And so she goes, you know, we saw, we adopted on the same day. I said, oh, yeah, that's right. And she said, yeah. And the first thing the judge said to us was, how come your kid has no shoes on? <laughs> no. Yes. Jesus. Bidding, bing. All right. Anyway, so Kate Bornstein, you, I mean, if anyone, what a life. <laughs> you have the greatest life. Um, you are the child of uh, Jews, Russian and Dutch are there Dutch Jews? Yeah, there are Dutch Jews. Not a lot. No, just my grandfather. <laughs> really? He was the was only, only one. one. Wow. Now, did they escape uh, from persecution? On my father's side, they did. Right. Yep. Mm. It's a very common story with the Jews. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. But they they escaped because they were. I found this out much later. They were fans of the Tsar. No, but I swear to God, they had a department store. They were they were trying to they were raking in the money, right? And they were going, yeah, fucking Jews, and they were Jews, and, right? And they were Uncle Tom wow. Jews. So you they had to leave. So you come by your um, oppositional defiance disorder. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. My son has oppositional because everything I fucking say to him, he's like, "No, that's not right." No, no. <laughs> anyway, so you come, you come from a family of, you know, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I like that. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Go fuck yourself, people. And uh, like me, you were uh, born and bred in New Jersey. Where in New Jersey were you? Oh, please, it's so embarrassing. Clark, have you heard of Clark? I have. It's right not by Cranford of- and Westfield and Rawway. Rawway. Yes, because the prison was there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that's where I grew up. And, um, yeah, and then I got out of there as soon as I got. Did you like growing up in New Jersey? No. It was horrible. I didn't like growing up, period. Yeah. No. It's hard. It's very, all right. I don't have to do that anymore. Growing up, how are you feeling? Uh, Do you feel, uh, you know, that you don't fit in, that you, uh, first of all, were you bar mitzvahed? I was bar mitzvah. Yeah. Yes. 
That's amazing. Today I am a man, and it right. didn't work. Right. And that's when I started to doubt religion. Really? I was mm. expecting it to work. You mm. were you were thinking you yeah, would become, really, you know, but sure. it's really not. Uh, a, it's not about becoming a man. I mean, we've had I've had this discussion with my rabbi, and when my kids got bar mitzvah, but it's really about that whatever you interpret or whatever you have to say it's is valid at that point it's not about like it's, you it's a, yeah you're an adult you're respected right but that, we didn't we didn't parse it that well when right. i was growing up this was back in the you know the late 50s or right. early 60s and things weren't as subtle as that it was what kind okay of, you're a kid now you're a man right and it was just that and was it a what kind of was it conservative orthodox conservative right and so everything was in hebrew and right i had to memorize it yeah i know really? I, I can read hebrew i have no idea what i'm saying are you I the can, same way uh, no i can't read it oh i can memorize it and yeah. speak it well right i can read it. it when it has the dots you know those yeah with the vowels the yeah, <laughs> yeah me too uh okay so your bar mitzvah now are you in high school i you know i had a terrible time in high school so were you popular were you you know were you generally was it a normal quote-unquote jewish family in new jersey with you know the usual angst or were you a tortured soul yes tortured both. Yeah. Um, I started out at Asbury Park High School. Oh, my God. For yeah. Eighth and ninth grades. Right. I was so bullied and so picked on. Right. My same. parents yeah. uh, pulled me out of that and sent me to an all boys prep school. No way. Where? Pennington, New Jersey. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I actually came into my own. Right. And was able because. I was the little Jew, right. and I liked to study. I right. liked to do a good job with right. words, and I liked to write. Right. Um, and that was acknowledged and rewarded in those days. They still beat me up because I was the fat Jew. Right. But do, at least do, I do, had people do you on have my any side. Any friends from that period of time? I do. I have really? A dear friend in Philadelphia. And we're still in touch. Really? Yep, I love Simon. that. He's, he's this old lefty attorney. I love Ron Simon. Another Jew. Exactly. See, we stick together. Right. We used to go, you, used, you were able to either go to uh, Friday night services or Sunday church. You had right. to pick one. And we would go to Friday night services right. and we would have a bus that right. would take all the Jews. There were maybe 40 of us. Right. And Ron is the guy who bribed the bus driver to take us to get pizza instead of oh, that's going awesome. to synagogue. Yeah, yeah, go Ron. I love that. And none of the out. none of the oh, annoying Jews t- told on you. One must have. Yeah, one fucking must asshole. Have he has yeah, no friends. Well. What a Judas. Um, mm. Now, that's so interesting. So you told your parents knew you were being tortured in in high in school. Yeah, but they didn't know why. And right, um, you know, I think I think it was because I I was smart and fat. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what they thought. That's what I thought. Right. Um, I was very good at being a guy. Right. You know, a guy. Well, as good as a Jew can be right. a guy. Right. You know, like you <laughs> yeah, try Seth. out for sports and all you do is fall down. Yeah. <laughs> Seth, Seth, were you understands. into sports? I wrestled in high school, yeah. I right. wrestled in high school. What weight did you wrestle? Uh, senior year, I was 145. Ah, I was unlimited. And, what? Ooh. And, what if, and I thought, hey, I'm a big guy. Right, I right, can right. do this. I got 
pinned so fucking fast. (laughs) (laughs) And then I learned anorexia. Right. And I got down to like 177 in a month. Wow. And I was so weak from my anorexia, I got pinned again. Oh, God. But I I wouldn't care about how I looked. Don't recommend wrestling. My neck's been screwed up ever since. What about the ear thing where they pull on your ear and then you you have. You wear headgear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! But you've seen wrestling ear, cauliflower ear. Yeah, cauliflower yeah. ear. My father had a cauliflower ear. For really? Wrestling. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. So you're from a line of Jewish wrestlers? I, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Wait, um, <laughs> and okay. So just so you know, to defy that, uh, my son, my younger son Ben, is going to play college basketball, and he's a Jew. Um, wow! Yeah, it's amazing. Um, okay, so you. Um, you're as I just you know I knew I was gay you know I think I, I just had this conversation with Carol Leifer yesterday um because she she was on the podcast and um she was saying how you know I just wanted to have an affair with a woman and then I kissed her and I was like oh I'm gay. you know like I am growing up I'm th- three when I think wait I'm diff there's something different you know <laughs> And then I'm like, I got a child. I want. I don't want hair. I want. I. I want you to call me Robert. <laughs> I, I had. I mean, I was. I got my hair chopped off. Um, I wanted to only wear boys' clothes. I. <laughs> you were way more masculine than I was. Oh yeah, I kid. was. And um, when was this? And my cousins would always make fun of me. I don't know in the '60s when I was, 60s, you know, five. Okay six years old you know i was born in 62 Cute. so and then um i made them call me ringo and they still make fun of me um <laughs> and uh and i was aware that i there was something right didn't know what it was knew it was something of course and then adolescence came and i was like oh and you know of course it wasn't a good time for the gays um mm. Did you know gender-wise? Like, what did you think? What were you thinking during that those, you know, formative years? Was it a gender issue? Was it a sexuality issue? What, like, what was going on in your in your head? It was totally a gender issue. Yeah. And, I mean, in kindergarten, uh, my first day of school, they lined us up as boys and girls. Right. And I'd, I'd always been the baby, right. the little one, you know, at, at home. And so I looked and I looked at both lines and the boys were pushing and shoving and forcing around and I thought, no. And the girls were pretty. Okay. And I went over there and this teacher gave me this terrible look. Right. Oh no dear, that's the line for the little girls. Right. And then I said, okay, then I'm a girl. Right. And she gave me a worse look. And from that day I went, okay, you can't say that. Right. That's nothing you can say. Right. And yeah, the signals, you know, the messages. And what was worse, you're talking about sexuality. As I came into sexuality, I've always been attracted to women. That proves I'm not a girl. Right, I'm right, just, right. I'm just so messed up. Right. <laughs> There's no word for right, me. Right, right. You didn't and know you were a big old dyke. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> and, and they're, you know, it, it's not like they were role models, right, you know. Right, right, um, no. Yeah, that's so interesting. Because I wanted to play with the boy. I had no desire. I was like... I want to mow the lawn. I want to, like, this is all I wanted to do. I wanted to do any boy, like, I had I had cars with the, you know, I had no, I had no interest in dolls or anything. Ugh. Okay, so, um, 
you go do you go right to college or you yeah, from, you go from, to brown from, from prep school i went to college right to yeah. brown i don't know if anyone's heard of brown uh brown hey, no 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 but when i went to brown yeah it was it was just a playboy school it really? was all drinking and this was the 60s so it got into drugs right and i was almost expelled twice right. for conduct unbecoming a Brown University gentleman. Really? And yeah. what what was the conduct? Can that. we hear the conduct? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got stoned a lot and uh-huh. drunk a lot, and mm-hmm. I must have thrown up on the, the dean's office door. I don't right. know. Right. Wow. Wow, that is unbecoming, Kate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what are your parents at this point? Like, do they... I think you're a problem child. Like, what are they? Have you shared any of your feelings with them? Oh, goodness, no. Right, of course not. No, 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 because I couldn't. There were no words for what I was. Because, again, I loved women. Mm -hmm. This was amazing. Right. You know, and and being a guy, you could do that. Right. Um, I got into Brown on a pre-med basis. Right. And my first day, they showed me. Yeah. That's the Jew bell. Oh, but good. Anything, right. re- anything remotely Jewish, we ring the bell. Oh, all Pre-med. right. All right. Okay, go ahead. And then, you know, I met with the, the counselor. These are your courses you're going to take. This right. calculus, that calculus, these statistics. And I'm going, oh, no. Right. Oh, no, no, no. And I dropped out of pre-med and just went into, like, liberal arts, right, it was right. called. Mm-hmm. And my father was furious. Wow. You know, and my brother is, way to break your break your father's heart, Al. My name was Al. Right. Don't, hey, don't you remember? Right. They called me Al. <laughs> and, and for four years, basically what I did was theater. I just, oh, I, I love did that. that. And then... That my really senior broke his heart. Year, yeah. I played King Lear. My father came. He cried. He nice. said, "You have my blessing." Oh my God! I ah, love that story. Yeah, Thinking. Yeah, yeah. What about your brother? What about him? Is he alive? No, no. He passed some years back. And did, were you on good terms? We were on fabulous terms. Oh, all right. He was my big brother. Oh, he, all right. You know, he watched out for me. All right. Good. And. and until I came out, and then we were not on such good terms. Wow, we're going to get to that in yeah. just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everyone. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but fast growing trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces, but I live in an apartment and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew. The space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, 
very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. Um, Okay, so you graduate Brown. (laughs) And then where do you go? Scholarship to Brandeis uh, Um, acting program. Yep, exactly. Yes. Right. Ju, ju, ju. Right. And did my first year at Brandeis Mm -hmm. um, where I was (laughs) uh, called up for the draft. Wow. Managed to duck the draft with a great acting. Bone Spurs? <laughs> oh, God, that was funny. Yeah, no, go no, ahead. No, 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 yeah. no. That's, that's when I told right. them I'm really a woman. Right. And this is on the Army doesn't want you. Right. And, and they uh, still don't. No, they don't. <laughs> um, how, just, you know, on a tangent, watching MASH, did you watch MASH? Of course. The character, what, whatever, uh, her, oh, oh, yeah. 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 How did that, I mean, I remember watching that and thinking, there's something not right about, like, there's something mocky about this. You know what I mean? And there's- Clinger. Clinger, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ring the bell. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, How did that, I mean, were you happy there was- a guy dressed as a woman? Not you at know. all. Okay. No, no, because the only opportunities back then mm-hmm. were you were a man in a dress like Klinger. Right. Or you were um, a member of Andy Warhol's factory. Right. Oh, I love and yeah. I know, right? But that meant, you know, you were completely into drugs and you were going to die any minute. Right. And you had no money and you were living on the street. Right. So I looked at both of those and I said, I don't want either of those, but yeah. those were the only options. So yeah. is that when you joined Scientology or? Well, yeah, on my, you know, after my first year of graduate school and I realized, you know, I'm gonna have to be auditioning for shit. And, and right. I knew I, I was a good actor. I was getting, you know, lead roles that second year students should have. Right. And, but I could make people laugh. I could make right. people cry. It was really good. But I wanted to save the world. It was right. it was hippie days, right? And so I went off. I, I, I set off in my my little Volkswagen camper, and mm-hmm. went across country, and stopped in at the Amish to see if they were saving the world. Right. The Baha'i, mm-hmm. uh, and then wow. finally Scientology. And Scientology, I gotta say, made sense their notion that okay you are not your body mm-hmm. right you're not your mind right you don't have a soul you are an immortal soul right and I went oh okay uh, they called it a Phaeton mm-hmm. right and from the Greek letter theta it's very yeah. Buddhist uh, sounding good. at first at first and I said well are there male Phaetons and female Phaetons I said, no, of course not mm. I went 
here, here, that's, I, yeah. that here I am. Mm-hmm. Here I am. And I stayed there. And when it didn't work on me, I just kept my mouth shut. I said, oh, it must be because I'm such a bad fucking person. Right. And if I just stay here and help them clear the planet, right. next lifetime I can be born female. So were there any big celebs that were there when you were there? Yeah, but we we were never allowed to be in touch with them. John Travolta uh, would come down to Florida. Right. And we were all kept away. He would walk in like areas where none of us were allowed. Right. Yeah. Uh, When's he coming out of the closet? I don't know. He's probably, you know, bisexual or pansexual. And then, you know, he's probably very happy in his marriage and, and whatever you're too nice okay <laughs> um okay so you are there for 12 years which now can we talk about your jewish parents and you can we do the phone call of you calling your parents to tell them you're you've joined scientology not only did i join scientology mom and dad but i'm gonna go where to some place where i can't tell you where i am i'm gonna be on a ship uh, somewhere in the world, and I'll write to you when I can. Oh my God, I can't! <laughs> What's going on? Oh my God, what are you doing? Kate, you're gonna you're, kill your father. You're upsetting you're your mother. You're gonna kill your father. You're gonna kill your father. <laughs> you're killing your mother. Oh my God, you know he has high blood pressure. What are you doing to us? Okay, and then after that, you went on a ship. I went on a ship, and I became first mate on the ship. Wow. And you know, I, I, I <laughs> and so this was like a three hundred and seventy foot ocean going yacht. It wow, was a big big fucking deal. Right. And then I fucked up there, and I went back down to the deck force. Then I started doing promotion for Scientology. Then I became a salesman. Yeah. So did you, while you're doing this, are you dressing in women's clothing? Are you when in, I was in a, your... When I was a salesman, they would send me out on tour. Right. And when I was on tour, I would be in hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. And I would go buy myself some cheap women's clothing. Right. And dress up in, in the hotel rooms and throw it away before I came back. Yep. Wow. Ooh. That's yep, sad. Yep, yep. But you, so you just just for a few hours to yeah, be who you exactly. are. Exactly. Okay. That's why I loved theater as a kid. Yes. I could be cast as a boy and just for a couple hours I got to yeah. relax in my oh, skin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. All about you, Hennessy. Mm, all, all about, about me. You. I played Honey in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf back in college. Oh, oh, it was great. You're perfect for <laughs> Honey. That's oh, amazing. God. Okay. So you quit Scientology. Why? I found out. Uh, it's, it's a long story. Basically, I found out that all the money that I was making, and I was making upwards of fifty to a hundred thousand dollars my office a week. Wow! And that's a lot of money at that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And this was in Europe. I was uh, touring around in Europe, and we had to deposit the money in a Swiss bank, and. We were depositing it into an account that had nothing to do with L. Ron Hubbard because right. we didn't, you know, we knew that he wasn't making any money off of this except royalties for his books. Right. And I walked into the bank one one week and I deposited the money, and they said, "Excuse me, the bank president wants to see you." I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I walked into the bank president's office, and this old Swiss banker gets up from behind his desk, comes around, says. 
Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, it's such a pleasure oh to meet God. you at long last. You've been such a good... And I'm going, uh-oh, ding, ding, ding. Right. Someone has set up the old man. Right. So I called and I said, this is... this is." I called back to the base in Florida. I said, this is what's going on. And, and they said, come home, we'll debrief you. I came home. They put me on one of these e-meters and said, how long have you been a spy for a suppressive organization? Oh, my God. This went on for seven hours. They were looking for my evil deeds they didn't find any evil deeds finally they said okay you've got a choice we're going to assign you to the rehabilitation project force you will sleep five hours a night on a cement floor you will eat only leftovers oh off people's plates you have to run everywhere you can only talk to other oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. or we will excommunicate you and you'll have no hope for the rest of eternity oh go fuck yourself that's what i basically you said fucking I'm, piece I, I of shit i wasn't using those words then oh, i just right. said excommunicate me right which was hard because yeah, of course. I, had a, I had a wife and a daughter now yeah. that's what i was so did you, you met your wife at in scientology yeah yeah. And um, how long were you married, and how old was your daughter when this happened? Well, I had was married twice in Scientology. Um, my my first wife and I had our daughter, and we divorced. And then um, my second wife and I were that were together. I think three, four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did you share with the, your wives your gender issues? No, no, that was a bad thing. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a very bad. Still, you were a trying very to overcome that. thing. And there again, there was nothing to point to in the culture that was positive right, right, right. about fucking around with gender. Right. Yeah. It was like Jerry Springer and Ricky Lake. Guess the. I mean, this was. Yeah, I guess, that was it. Guess the real girl. Yeah, guess, that, yeah right. that was it. Okay, so you leave. Um, do you emotionally go into a tailspin or depression or anything Hell like yes. that? Because I, I mean, you're, it's like, I mean, I can't even imagine the life as you know it, your, your child, I mean, I, as a parent, you know, and I know that you have not seen your child. I mean, it must be just heart wrenching. Yeah. I mean, I just can't even. So I dove into vodka. I dove into cocaine. Uh-huh. Uh, I dove back into theater. Right. Um, theater is just theater. the greatest. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of vodka and cocaine blood. there, too. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah, I did, you know, The Girl's Father and the Fantastics. Right. And then I met up with my high school sweetheart and... She proposed, and I said yes. And I told her what was going on, and she said, no, no, no. You're just a Jewish mama's boy. That's what your problem is. Right. You want to be your mother. <laughs> right. I will help you cure this. Was she Jewish? Of course. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just... <laughs> Were the other two Jewish? No. Right. Okay. Wow. wow. Yeah. You know, there are so many. <clears throat> like, I have a lot of straight guy friends. And they're married with kids. And they're so gay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're so gay. And part of me is like, you're so fucking gay, but 
you're married, but I, just, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like these really effeminate. Are, are their wives usually, uh, um, no. do they wear the pants, so to speak? Are they yeah, kind more of, masculine? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that masculinity and femininity balances itself out you know, pretty well. And when you've got one partner that's a little more one way, no matter yeah. what gender they are, the other partner's a little more the other way. I just feel like some of these guys, it's so, I don't know. I just, I think it's this, I can't be who I am hmm. because I, you know, I want to be accepted by society. I want to be accepted in my synagogue, you know, like that whole thing. Yeah, and it's just right. annoying to me. All right. Okay. So you go back into theater, you go back at, you know, you're coping, you're doing your coping. I got into AA and I right. stopped drinking. I stopped doing drugs. Right. And I had to deal with this gender issue head on right mm -hmm. and how old are you at this point well now what was i 34 35 okay you're young there yeah <laughs> yes very young yeah and then my father died right and all of a sudden i didn't have to be the good son right mm. you didn't feel that with your mother as much as your father? No. My mother and I had a wonderful mother-son right. Jewish relationship. Right. You know, mother and son. It yes. was perfect. Yeah. It was just delightful. Right. And about a year after my father died, I came out um, to my wife. I came out to my mom and haven't looked back since. Now, when your mother... Can we do the conversation of you coming out to your mother? As you wish. Uh, yes. Yes, Al. What do you want? <laughs> Well, um, Mom, you know, I, my back is killing me. I just want, I need you to take me to the uh, uh, doctor. Mom, do you know what a transsexual is? And she says, transvestite. Transvestite? And I said, no, 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 Mom. A transvestite wants to wear women's clothing. Me, uh -huh. I want to be a real woman and get the operation. And immediately was, you know, well, why, 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 how can you do this? Why, why, I have two sons. I have two sons. What am I going to tell everyone? What am I going to tell the bridge club? <laughs> what am I going to tell the Masha? Oh, my God. And then I have a sisterhood <laughs> meeting next week. What am I going to? Oh, my God. All right. And she ends up saying, basically, you know, if you go through with this, if you really go through with this, don't bother coming back because you're not welcome here. Oh, Boy. Oh God! Another, Another thing. She knife said, in "What are you going to call yourself?" I said, uh, "Catherine." Catherine. If I have to call you Catherine, <gasps> you can call me Mrs. Bornstein. And I drove back to Philadelphia from the Jersey Shore. Right. And we didn't talk for a good seven months. And finally, there was a terrible hurricane, right around the High Holy Days. And I called to see if my mom was safe. And right. She, she, and she, fine, I'm safe. How are you doing, Albert? And by this time, I was had started my transition. Right. I said, I, it's, it's hard. You know, people at work are giving me a hard time. And she says, oh, you think you're having a hard time now? Wait till you are a woman. Mm. Oh, I, said, I love that. Mom, I can't, I can't talk anymore. And I, I, I was crying. Right. I hung up hung up on my mom mm. but do you Ten think minutes later yeah she calls back she i pick up i go hello she goes Catherine. oh oh mom she says look 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 i I, call, I love you of course i love you i call to tell you this no matter how your world falls apart that's what happens baby you build the world it falls apart but no matter how that happens 
You've always got the kind heart you were born with, and that's what's important. And I love you. I'll always be here for you, Catherine. Oh, my God, that makes me want to cry. I know, right? Good, good Kudos. Woman. What was her good name? Woman. Mildred. Kudos, Mildred. Yeah. And Catherine, Work because you Mildred. wanted to be Catherine Hepburn as a <laughs> child. Right. Is Audrey, that, she wanted that. to be Audrey Hepburn. Oh, I heard it was Catherine. I oh. wanted to be Audrey Hepburn. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, Audrey was fucking. Right. Oh, my God. I wanted to bang Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, I wanted to Okay, you don't say too. bang and Audrey Hepburn in the same sentence. She would love it. Whatever. What are you talking about, Seth? I didn't say anything. I just made an ill face. Shut up. <laughs> um, okay, that is a beautiful story. Yeah. I love I love Mildred. Mildred yeah, Bornstein. We love Mildred. Um, she was a lady. So that must have been when you heard her say Catherine for the first time must have been like... A, so much dropped, as much dropped right. off my shoulders then as dropped off my shoulders when my father died. Right. And then my mother and I had, we had been, had this wonderful young son, Jewish right. mother relationship. Right. And now we have adult daughter Jewish right. mother relationship. So we had the and best that of is, both yeah. worlds. I wouldn't great. say that's the best, the well, adult daughter we did. mother. We no. did, kind of. I'm just, I'm, that's <laughs> just about me. Okay, <laughs> so. Such a mama's girl, shut up. All right, whatever. Um. Okay, so. You transition, and where are you working at this time? Philadelphia. Doing? I was at the Philadelphia Theater Center, and I was at the Painted Bride Arts Center. Right. I was doing theater. Right. Um, only administration, because I knew no one would ever cast a freak like me. Right. So. Now, you're, you're doing this. I mean, the majority of people in your situation at the time did nothing or hit it or drank themselves to death or whatever you know i mean you're really doing it you know you're it was a class thing um there were a lot of people who were going through their transitions early right and they were going into drag they were street fairies mm -hmm. um they were homeless right um so i could have done that but right i it was a class thing I right was middle class firmly right. that was in my head right um but no the the most people did exactly what you right. said just hit it and Bit, right. the, bit the bullet and right. went on living or killed themselves. Right. So you transition um, fully. Like I'm saying everything. Yeah. Head to Name toe. change, birth certificate, everything yep. done. Yep, yep, yep. License. Um, Schmeckle. Yeah. Uh, did you get a Hebrew name? A, a female Hebrew name? No. I'm going to give you that. What can, what can be um, her... <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll think about that. Okay. Chedva. Chedva. All right, so. Hate. Hate. No, that sounds like hate. It sounds too much like yeah. hate. Chaim. Chaim. Um, so you are now living as Catherine. Yep. Correct? Kate. Kate, okay. Um... What happened? I mean, do you get in a relate? Where do you hang out? Like, where do you go to gay bars? I went to do you gay, go? I went to gay AA. Right. And was hanging out there. Did you um, feel any sort of like, what? No, I'm gay. You're something completely different from the gay community. Yeah. That was, I was the 
transsexual right. in Philadelphia gay AA. Right. But I started hanging out with lesbians right. in AA. Right. Started dating, had a girlfriend, right. had a couple of girlfriends. And then this one woman I was so madly in love with moved to San Francisco. I, in the meantime, uh, had co-founded a theater company. In Philadelphia, we, right? Yeah, yeah, called Order Before Midnight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were doing Last Summer at Bluefish Cove. Right. And that blew up. And because I was transsexual, right. what are you doing? There's, right. a, there's a man in the lesbian theater company. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, fuck it. I'm leaving Philadelphia, and I moved to San Francisco right. to be with this girlfriend that I right. was in love with. She, however, had moved on. So there I am. I got I got a job working with On Our Backs. Oh, mm. nice. Which was a That's wonderful a great magazine. dyke magazine. Yeah. Pro-sex. Right. Lots of, lots of naked ladies in it. Right. Yeah. It was terrific. And I was their sales manager for about a year or so. Wow. Um, and so you must have met a lot of chicks in that job. Hey, hey, hey. But again, uh, you know, I just settling in. And I got into theater there. Um, and I did... Uh, Jean Genet's The Balcony, and I played the judge, right. the woman judge. Mm. And that's where I met Doris Fish. Mm-hmm. She was like the premier drag queen right. uh, of San Francisco, and she became my drag mom. She took me under her, her wing, and that was lovely. And you were in a community where you were much more accepted than, you know. I mean, San Francisco, don't well, you think? I got in. I got into the BDSM dyke scene. Right. And nope, nope, you're a man. Right. Except for Patrick, then Pat Califia, uh, had set up a, a renegade dyke SM scene, and I was accepted in there. Oh, uh, that's that good. Was good. That was cool. Yeah. Are you in t- contact with your mother at this point? Oh, my mom passed along. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. Bye, Mildred. Bye, I love bye, you. Mildred. And But your brother is done with you at this point. Yeah, you murdered my brother. Uh-huh. We finally got back in touch. We, we loved each other. We right, just, of we, course. We just didn't like each other right. very much. Right. So, you know, we overcame that. And Did he end up getting married and having children? Oh, and, of course. And are you close with the children? Or? No. No. Okay, you're going to have to. I'm not close with any blood family. Okay, well, then that's why we have our families. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's just people don't understand that. You know, the, the I think people, straight people, mostly, like Seth, you know, you don't understand <laughs> that we had to create our own families and feel as close and as, you know, connected as we do for, you know. Yes. All right. So um, when do you feel like, you know, here you are, you're living your life, you're you're surviving, right? Do you need to take that? No, I need to cancel it. It's going buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, so I hate these fucking okay. phones. Okay. And now I, re- do you have, um, wait, do you have, can I charge my phone anywhere? Because I forgot to bring my charger and I have to leave. All right, later. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So you're living your life, and you're as a woman, um, and you. When do you feel that you started becoming an activist, and um, you know, getting beyond? Okay, I need to take care of myself and be who I am. 
because you really are a voice and a, you know, for, I mean, people just, you know, your words and your, uh, and your messages are, are huge in the community. Um, and, and you are such a role. I mean, you really, was it, was it an accidental thing that you became an activist or were you just like, I, I gotta, I gotta save the world here. Like, how did it come about? I don't call myself an activist. Um, I'm not good at that. Right. That, that means, you know, going out on the front lines, talking right. to people. Right. I'm not good at that. Right. I call myself an artist in service to activism. Right. That's good. I like that's that. That's what I can do. Right. I wrote a play, Hidden Agenda. Yes. Um, and people liked that play, and that led me to writing a book. Right. And people liked the book. Right. And that led me to touring around in colleges. Right. And I started settling in with a career in words. Right. Uh, because no one was writing plays about trans people. If you wanted to play a trans person in a play, you had to write the play. Right. That was it. That's right. changing today. Right. And, you know, people would come up to me and, you know, hey, hey, why don't you just try out for regular? Would you want to play, you know, a, a transsexual in every play? And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. What's wrong with yeah. that? I am one. Right. And but there weren't any, so I just kind of gave that up. <laughs> so okay, I have so many questions for you. First of all, uh, that what? Well, now you're getting more auditions, right? For I'm plays more and things. Yeah. And I can't. I oh no I know yeah, but um, no I'm just saying <clears throat> Kate and I now are going out for the same roles <laughs> which we is are. hilarious that we is so we funny we, for a few different shows right. already yes, a couple of shows now really yeah. yep. Yep. but we're also um, finding each other in more reading rooms and things like that and um, it's it's an honor to go out for the same roles that you're up for but it's also uh, just so much fun to be able to. Um, you know, I'm I'm meeting so much more of the family now. You know, right. because there are more roles and things like that. Yeah, right. Right. like you, you sit out the, outside the audition room, and here are these, you know, like a whole slew of old trans women, and you're right. like, hi, how are you? You know, it's so wonderful. It very cool. I love very that. Cool. Yeah. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, it's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's just kill me. No. Judy Gold's just kill me. Just kill me now. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.